0: Oh, hello there. Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast. This is episode number 91. It is your pals, back from an extended break here. It is Mario and Brian. Mario, what is going on? Hello, hello, is this on? Do I just talk into this? Yeah, I mean, I've almost completely forgotten how to do this because it's been a freaking month. Yes, and we apologize, but we've been on hiatus doing a lot of fun stuff. I'm not apologizing. You can apologize. (laughs) I am just happy to get back to doing this because life has been just absolute chaos the past couple of weeks. Yeah, but it's been good chaos. All it's good been, stuff. All good stuff. It has been good stuff, yes. Definitely can't complain about that. And that's what we'll talk about today. Ooh, what a tease. A tease. We're not even a minute in. That's right. I like that. That's We're back into old form. We're back, back in. into old form already. Skeeting and bobbing, bebopping. So, yeah, thank you. Check us out. com. That is our website. We have an Instagram account. It is Instagram.com slash ski bum podcast, a Twitter account, twitter.com slash ski bum podcast, Facebook.com slash ski bum podcast. We got a thing over at SoundCloud that we don't update, but you can check it out. That'd be cool, right? Subscribe so you, you'll know when we do post something out there. It is soundcloud.com slash highfalutin dash ski bum. And we're also available on Pinterest as the Hyfalutons i got to post that later. We'll, what, do we'll that? That? What, what do you think about that? What do you think about In your face. That's how we do it. <laughs> so, yeah, even though we haven't been on in a couple of weeks, we've still been posting stuff all over the place. Like still said, thinking about you guys. Oh, we've been thinking about you guys. And uh, thank you to all those who have reached out to us wondering when we're going to, you know, get back into the groove back to podcasting with more people than we expected yeah getting getting on our case it's actually you know what it actually warms the heart a little bit so thank you guys for for reaching out and and wondering what we were up to but yeah we wouldn't let you guys down we wouldn't leave you hanging like that this is going to be a long hot almost ski season and your pals are here to help you get through it always trying to do upgrades always trying to make things better that's true onward and upward that's all the only trajectory we move in and with that it's time for A Pray today. Oh uh,
1: yeah. Look at that. See? We got a little um a robotic assistant.
0: <laughs> well, let's not call her a robot, you know. She has feelings too. So is it kinda like that her movie? Yeah, yeah, right. Like herish. What's her name anyway? Do we have a name for her?
1: Uh um, she had a name in that movie. Gladys?
0: Well no, I mean our Oh,
1: her name is Jill. Jill. But we can call her whatever. Jill. Said. Jill. Thanks, Jill. Thanks for that intro. Thanks, Jill. Thanks, Jill, for the intro. And uh, here we are, uh, operate today. So what we started with, we got another...
0: Well, one. we started with other things.
1: started with a lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we drank several beers, had several things to eat, ice cream, <laughs> <There's> a bunch <laughs> of shit going on, coffee. Like, there's a lot of stuff.
0: Are you saying that it's Fat Fuck Friday again?
1: <laughs> I think it's almost Fat Fuck Friday. Hey What time is it? Oh, Fat Fuck Friday. It's actually... Sad sack Saturday, but <laughs> <laughs> technically. Yeah, right. Technically. It's still the extension of Fat Vogue Friday. But um, we're
0: on, like, Colorado time, right?
1: Yeah, and we didn't eat that. We didn't really overeat. We no. just kind of sampled a lot of drinks. Yes. Um, so we are drinking right now from our buddies at Rob Weiss's. Uh We got a whole little kit, and we'll go into the kit in a little bit more detail, but we have a delicious... Updated Old Fashioned is what they're calling it. Mm. And with that, there are some special bitters and some special simple syrup and some whiskey that they've sent us.
0: Yeah, it's the High Spire High Whiskey. It is is eighteen da- or 18.21 Rosemary Sage Rich Simple Syrup mm. and 18 dot two one barrel aged havana and Hyde bitters i tell you the
1: bitters are very
0: good tasting
1: and those three those three in the combination uh good good old-fashioned
0: i gotta say i like it like the twist very different and i know we were i'm not a big rosemary fan and we were smelling that simple syrup and i was like "Ooh, this is gonna be gross but i think the way it mixes with the bitters and with the rye kind of mellows it out and removes a lot of that kind of I mean, there's like a, a strong, pungent taste and flavor to rosemary, and I think it kind of muted it, and it worked. It worked a lot better than I thought it would with those other two ingredients.
1: Instead of a cherry, they add a nice, fancy blood orange. It's like a dried blood orange uh, slice.
0: Yeah, it's something. It's pretty good. Kind of nice. Yeah, and this that uh, Havana and Hyde bitters. It has the flavor of leather and tobacco. Huh. Which it, it definitely has, like a rich flavor to it yeah which is nice and very different than
1: normal bitters so i imagine uh i i haven't looked them up but i'd like to look up that brand and see they must have a whole line of different type of bitters and simple syrup
0: oh i'm sure they do and they are handcrafted in atlanta georgia was inspired by boom yeah the south will rise again in terms of making bitters and simple syrup so Of, of course well done south
1: well done well played
0: yeah so, while we're still doing the app right today, we've got a couple of stories. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> one that was from our pals over at Vice.com, and they had an article where they asked people to describe the drunkest they ever got in six words. And there's just this list of rather humorous collections of these words. It is quite precious, actually. So, <laughs> a couple of them. Projectile shat onto random girl's rug. <laughs> Pete on a cop's car. Cried. <laughs> Left half hoagie between couch cushions. I like this one. Licked leg, gr- legs.
1: Licked girl's leg on dance floor.
0: Oof. Oof. <laughs> Awoke naked. Never drank port again. <laughs>
1: Shaved off my eyebrows. It sucked.
0: Ugh. This is from a dude. I sexted my dad by accident. God damn. Mm, yeah. Crash golf cart broke my arm. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Fucked a popular jackass cast member. <laughs>
1: oh. Called X sobbed about dying alone.
0: Oof. Yeah.
1: Ooh. That's bad on many levels.
0: Yeah. Yacked off a balcony. Killed plants. <laughs>
1: friend cut my hair off drunk (laughs) this is good
0: (laughs) pee and puke simultaneously on lawn oh Oh, man poop turned horrifying shade of green (laughs) oh yeah there's more but those are some highlights and we'll have links in the show notes if you want to (laughs) I
1: doesn't bought my dad a lap dance god damn you're hanging out with your dad now. In one of those
0: bars. It's better than sexting him. that's for sure. <laughs> wow, through <they're> a pizza <laughs> <at> a car. <laughs> a whole fucking pizza on a car. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. Wait, well played, Emily. <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, awesome. All right, uh, next off we have a product that Brian found, which looks pretty cool, called Beer Safe. Yes. So they, it's from our buddies in Germany. Um, I'm glad that Google translates the page for me. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to understand what it said. But it's pretty cool looking. It's like a an actual like tube, and the beers sit in like a rack and, and slide right into the tube. You know what it reminds
0: me of, to describe it to our, our podcast listeners? If you've seen the, the movie The Rock with Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery, when he opens up the rocket and it has those green balls of that that chemical weapon oh yeah and he has to kind of pull them out that's what the beer looks like because the the bottles they're showing are green beer bottles and they're stacked up and they go into this big gray tube so it almost looks like you're extracting those those little chemical weapon ball things you know what'd be cool you can actually take
1: this and bury it and then you go into the floor and boom you pull it out
0: yeah that'd be kind of cool that'd That that's a message right baller Yeah, so I guess the whole purpose of the thing is to bury it in the ground, right? You know, I don't know if... I guess it is, but I'm not sure.
1: I guess you do whatever you want with it. These people have it, and it's, like, out in the open. They're just walking around with it, so I don't know.
0: But I think the original picture shows them pulling it out of the ground. Now, I guess... Now, that adds another whole equation to it. They have some sort of app associated with it that helps you find the beer you buried. Oh. You need some sort of beer treasure map. That is awesome. That's important. Like, everybody
1: come out to my, my... You know, you have a a big property yeah there's beer buried if you
0: want one you got to find it download the app how about after every minute of you not finding it you got to take a shot there you go (laughs) (laughs) of zima oh
1: that back by the way Uh, i i confirmed i went to a place down in florida recently and uh they actually advertised that they had zima was
0: it back in america or just in florida
1: uh it's back in america Wow! I actually went to a barbecue and somebody had Zima there, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Really? Like,
0: really? Like a throwback, or is it original? Like, not the original kind? It's like a new one. It's a new one. They've they've resurrected it from the dead. They were like stockpiling their Zima for a. If
1: PBR can come back, so can Zima. Just saying.
0: <sighs> I guess there's no stopping it, right? You can't stop it. No, it's a force of nature.
1: This world has so much to
0: offer. Yeah. <laughs> So next up, we have one more story in App today, and it is regarding RateBeer.com, which has recently had a little bit of a controversy um, when it was announced that Anheuser-Busch has uh, purchased a minority stake in the beer review website, so RateBeer.com, and This has come to the anger and chagrin of a lot of smaller brewers, Uh, specifically the ones that have kind of brought it up and and had you know made the biggest stink about it. Was Six Point and Dogfish Head, so they're concerned about the possibility that you know reviews could not be you know there could be some fake reviews put in or you know things not being removed. So that people coming and searching for their beers could have, you know, skewed information. And one of the things they talk about is how many people actually view these sites before buying beers. They said that 82%, this is just in general, not just a beer website, but 82% of adults read online customer ratings or reviews before purchasing a product for the first time. So, you know, they're concerned that possibility that, you know, Anheuser-Busch kind of wants to sink a lot of these craft beers and could put a lot of negative reviews in. There's no proof of this happening, but they're they're kind of throwing up the flags of concern early on, just, you know, I think they're
1: raising an issue that while it might be a concern to them that it possibly could happen, there's no indication that it could that it is going to happen. It's like saying I don't trust Facebook because they're going to put up fake articles. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Which
0: do so they actually get in trouble for doing that during the election? Uh, well, like burying like
1: curi- right wing
0: stories, and yeah,
1: well, that was they, they, they weren 't putting up fake articles, they were uh suppressing uh news okay, so
0: but isn 't it kind of the same you know the same effect at the end if you do one
1: same effect, but they weren 't creating fake articles, they were just mm-hmm. suppressing real articles,
0: yeah so this is kind and
1: of that that will probably be a concern ongoing i mean it's it 's a concern with anything on the web, I mean, and you know what it 's legitimate concern, but it 's kind of. Making a big thing about something that may potentially never happen, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. So I don't the,
0: know. the beauty of the web, you know, as you kind of mentioned before, we talked about this. You know, we talked about it before we went on air and before we created the podcast. That you know, if there, if this does happen, like say Anheuser Bush just starts, you know, tanking and you know, crapping on all these other beers, they'll just go to another website or create their own website, and it'll probably you know, kind of find its its. It'll find a place where it's fair again, because it seems like that happens a lot on the web. When something does get, you know, bought up or skewed or broken, something else will will kind of rise up and create a new level playing field. Yeah. So.
1: And it's just the way things happen. Yeah. You know, things get bought up or merged or even split off. I mean, it's...
0: Usually the big companies buy something that's good, that's small, and then just ruin it. If it's good enough,
1: somebody wants it to buy happens a lot. It. Yeah. Yeah. So, and along with that, Dogfish Head was trying to get their stuff pulled from Rape Beer. And they really couldn't because they said, you know, they made a business decision uh, to actually have their reviews pulled off of Rape Beer. But there was really no reason they could justify pulling them off because it's not like there was any impropriety done with their reviews. Yeah. So they said, until that happens, then they're kind of almost forced to leave it there. Yeah. So, thought that was interesting, too, because, well, just because you don't like who's running it doesn't mean it's, you know, I mean, that.
0: Malicious, yeah. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I'm sure there'll be a lot more stories, and, you know, I think with time we'll see a lot of changes and adjustments over how the, the that website is performing. And, again, if something does happen and people aren't happy, something else will pop up. It's just the way it works.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they're working on something now. You know, yeah, probably another review site. But
0: mm-hmm. I've used beer plenty of times, and you know, I, it uh, it's helped me choose different beers when I'm out. You know, if I'm at a restaurant or I'm looking to buy something, huh. I'll always consult that and be like, oh, well, this one got an eighty-eight, this one got an eighty-four. Let's go with the eighty-eight. Oh, really? So yeah, it's you know, it, it is important. So I understand why these smaller beer yeah. companies are don't want to have their reviews compromised. See, I say screw the review. Go out and try everything.
1: Try Don't it be such a baby. Just go out there and just have a beer that you've never had before. Why not? You never know if you're going to like it or not.
0: Well, that's the thing. If, I'm, if I have a choice between three beers I've never had before and I only want to have one beer, I have to have all of my analysis and research done so I can pick the best beer for that situation. It's like looking at a hotel
1: on TripAdvisor. Mm-hmm. You don't know who's making the
0: review. People are... There's always a grain of salt, You know, so it's kind of like, you take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, if you see, like, oh, reviewer from Hoboken, New Jersey, there's always going to be some (laughs) sort of... There's going to be some sort of grain of salt, a massive one, you know? Yeah. This didn't live up to my standards, and blah, blah, blah. I opened the bottle, and and it didn't have a crisp pop when I opened it. (laughs)
1: Like, something will trick... You know, things trigger people off for for different reasons, but... Yep. I would say, you know, this life doesn't come about by... uh, Playing it safe all the time.
0: Go experiment. Have a have a beer you've never had before. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta pull your pants down and let things happen. <laughs> That's right. Right? See where the wind blows.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's get into the ginjula. Oh, the ginjula. The ginjula. It's like
0: a ginsu knife.
1: <laughs> it's kind of like a gonjula, like but like it's a ganja ginsu knife. See, Jill has a little pronunciation issue, which you know. Jill's fired. We're done with her. Hey, we're, you know, we don't discriminate.
0: That's true.
1: All right, what do we got here?
0: All right, so this is a story. So our Bean of the Week this week is not quite a bean. It's more of a... uh, A nugget of information. It's a nugget of information. (laughs) So thank you to Frank, who, since our last podcast, we actually hung out with... Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that's It's been right. a long time ago. This since, is the first podcast since, right? Yeah, it's the first podcast since we, uh, we had a little meetup. And, uh, a little summit. Shout little- out to Frank. We had a good time hanging out with you. And uh, we had some beers. We had some sliders. We had some yucks. So uh, we'll have to do it again in the very near future. But he sent us over this article this week, and it's how to customize your cannabis high with temperature. Hmm. So, you know, there's a... Do tell. You know, there's all different kinds of strains that can give you different uh, effects based on, you know, which strains you're going for, but they say that temperature also has an important factor. So temperature can unlock the effects that the strain offers. So a strain that's high in CBD must be heated to the compound's boiling point of 356 degrees Fahrenheit if you were to reap its benefits. Likewise, the relaxing terrapin Linalool isn't unleashed until you hit 388 degrees Fahrenheit. See, I bet you a lot of people don't know that. That's I didn't know that. Yeah, I know a lot of the 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 better vaporizers that you can get have different heat settings mm. so you can choose how hot you want to you know cook and vapor your, uh your herb at depending on the effects you want to unlock. Hmm. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, it's pretty cool. So, yes, low temperature is for clear-headed functional effects. So, that's 310 to 330 Fahrenheit. Uh, moderate temperatures for balanced buzz, 330 to 370. And then high temperatures for intense euphoria and relaxation, 370 to 430. So, if you want to just uh, crank it up and get into that uh, that happy place, go high on the heat. It's pretty cool. They it's actually neat, have yeah.
1: a... Um a little chart. You see the chart with the different temperatures and the uh the type of stuff you're trying to unlock,
0: unlock. right, yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah, THC comes in really low. Three fifteen is all you need. Well then
1: there's there's the THC V. Yeah. Which is the high, that's a two twenty. Yeah. Two twenty Celsius, four twenty eight Fahrenheit.
0: THC V. That's like a Cadillac. That's like right. at the AT or the C T S V. Yeah, that's uh Huh. So uh, yeah. So THCV um, is kind of when you're approaching combustion territory, and you may even notice the vapor becoming smokier and harsher on your lungs. Mm. So that's something that's you know it's like more of a, volatile, of a side effect, right?
1: Yeah. Fully volatized THC. Wow, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's neat. So yeah, you can. So you get a different kind of high at the
1: different temperatures. Yeah,
0: so yeah, the strain and the temperature both play into the effects you're going to get. Very neat. So yeah, we'll have this article posted on the website. It is from Leafly.com. Our pals over there. All right, so thank so, you, Frank. So, for passing that along.
1: So Bruce Banner, what temperature are you looking at?
0: <laughs> uh, I think you want to. I think you want to go. Uh, you want to go high. You want to unlock everything with the Bruce Banner. You want to go full Hulk. Full Hulk
1: you want to unleash the Hulk? That's why smoking a uh, a joint of that is you know you're just blazing it.
0: Well, because you're combusting it with your yeah. with actual fire. You're not using yeah. If you're not vaporizing it, it's not going to have the uh, you're not going to have the ability to have the different effects. I wonder if
1: they take that into account like when they have the different strains in the um in the joints pre rolled. I, th-
0: I mean probably not because if it's pre rolled, you're going to have to just light the thing up. Yeah. yeah you know you're not you're you're not intending to vape it so huh yeah interesting it's something to keep in mind something to
1: keep things that make you go home. hmm uh and with that we have a bunch of other stuff uh in the gondola while we're still here that we can talk about cuz we're not at the top of the uh <laughs> of the lift yet so um uh, there's a bid to legalize marijuana in Vermont that went up in smoke uh. so there's a measure that would have made Vermont the first state to legalize marijuana for rec- recreational purposes through state legislature. Uh, this Wednesday died a horrible death after a uh, quiet lobbying campaign by legalization opponents. So it, it's a bill that passed the Senate, didn't uh, earn enough votes in the House to win fast-track status, um, and then House Republicans voted against suspending rules to to move the bill more quickly – effectively killing it until legislature the legislature returns to montpelier in january so it's kind of killed but it's i guess it's kind of going to be looked at again in january so i don't know this is going on yeah there's there's a bunch of other stuff going on with vermont so
0: Yeah, Vermont's kind of limp-dicking their way through this, to be perfectly honest. They They could have put it through. The governor was saying how, you know, he did have some valid points, but he was saying that he's trying to protect children, which, of course, is very important, Um, but it seems like the House and the Senate really don't want to put this through. They're not making any sort of real effort to to get this passed, to change it in a way that would make it uh, where the governor would approve it, so, you know— it sucks because it is a great ski area, and they could they they would have a ridiculous amount of sales right off the bat. They would be able to fund a lot of the um, a lot of the school programs up there, get people off of opioids. But they're um, they're just twiddling their thumbs, wasting their time when states like Maine and Vermont have already legalized, and people are gonna give their hard earned money over to those states, and uh, they'll be losing out. So.
1: Yeah, they said, like, so supporters of it say it's not the end of it. They say it's just going to postpone it till they come back in January for the new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what they're hoping. Yeah, but
0: that's over six months away. Right. And so even when it passes, it's not going to go into effect for another year. Right. So that will already put it into 2019, you know, and by then, Massachusetts will have it in effect for over six months. They'll be making tons of money that, that Vermont is just losing out on. Yeah. You know? But. So. Obviously, their politicians, they're much smarter than us, so they obviously have it locked down and know what they're doing.
1: Yeah, and they say there's other um, other states that have also had some setbacks, uh, but they said Rhode Island legislature is likely to vote on its own version next week. Mm. So that's another, another thing to watch out for. Nice. And I
0: know Connecticut, too, they're trying to— they're looking to legalize in the very near future too, but that's, you know, who knows? There's a, just between the politicians and, you know, what's going on in Washington, things are a little up in the air at the moment. So we'll see what happens. I know New Jersey, they're putting something through the state Senate now. They're, it's It's been supported by, I think, the majority of either the House or the state Senate. And then once old Tubbs 41 is out of office next year the front runner for governor is looking already to legalize it tax it so yeah things are happening despite what's happening with the attorney general and washington states are fighting for their rights and they're going to keep progressing and, and moving towards legalization because it's only a matter of time only a matter of time yep all right now
1: you got the last two because
0: it's a topic of, that's near and dear to your heart. Yeah, this is kind of a – there's two st- articles, but it's kind of the same topic. And it's that Bitcoin provides banking solutions for the marijuana industry. And, um, you know, it's been legalized now in eight states, um, regular recreational marijuana, and 29 states have medical marijuana, even though it remains a Schedule One drug. It creates problems for financial institutions to do business with the marijuana industry. So what do you have to do if you're a cannabis company? You have to rely on either cash or now you can use something like Bitcoin, um, which is a, a digital currency that is neither backed nor requires the support of any sort of central bank or government. And some of these companies, what they're doing is setting up these these digital wallets, which allows these cannabis companies to accept payments from customers using Bitcoin and uh, not having any sort of, you know, piles and piles of cash that people have been, you know, had, you know, there's been stories of thefts and robberies, you know, because when you're in an all-cash business, it puts a target on your back. Well, I guess even buying the
1: supply for the dispensary, they have to go and they do cash transactions.
0: Yeah, because they can't use a regular bank account.
1: And there's a lot of security issues with that. So being able to do this through a virtual wallet, maybe something that's not even like stored in cold storage, you could still cold storage later, mm-hmm. but you could do everything in on the web, so it's kind of like now there's no cash to be stolen if if you get robbed, you know.
0: Yeah, and even if these companies, you know, there's certain websites that you can you know, you can have your, your accept Bitcoin and then transfer it over to cash and then deposit that. That's not a problem. Um, but yeah, a lot of these companies are starting to to look at Bitcoin as a as an option. Yeah, I like that. Which is awesome.
1: Oh, well, and you know, if the banking industry was that concerned, they would do something to help make it federally legal so they could bank. But yeah, it's their
0: own fault. It Bitcoin- would be nice to see them all collapse because of their foolishness, but. You know, that's another podcast. That's another, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. There's be a lot more cannabis involved Yeah, in that podcast. All right. Uh, now that wraps it
1: up. Let's go to ski news. Oh. Ooh, Jill's out there. She's getting right in there. Thanks, Jill. All right. What do we got, Bri? What
0: yeah, are you right. starting out with? First one, this is news that just came out today. Vermont ski area going for $950,000. Boom. I think I got that much Bitcoin. We just buy it. (laughs) Right? Maple Valley ski area closed since 2000 is listed for sale for $950,000 and looking for a hero to pluck her from the decaying hands of destitution and breathe pure powdery East Coast revival into her cold, listless veins. This is an article from Powder Magazine. So you've hit the lottery. You could buy that. Yeah, you know what? It's it's only it's located 133 miles south of Stowe Mountain, and is a 45 minute drive from Stratton Mountain. So I guess that would that would it's a nice little area. That That would be almost near Mad River Glen, then, wouldn't it? Somewhere in that ish area, south of Stowe. South of Stowe, yeah. Built on the 1312 foot high Sugar Mountain, today the Maple Valley property includes 16 downhill trails the longest being one and a half miles long with over 1,000 feet of vertical drop, accessible from two chairlifts, a T-bar, and a tube lift. Three-story base lodge, a.k.a. your new penthouse apre pad, includes a ticket booth, rental shop, cafeteria, and skylit bar on the top floor, which in most recent years has been utilized for festivals, weddings, and other non-skiing events. Now, if Vermont had legalized cannabis... That could be a great little grow room. Could still buy it and speculate. Could buy and speculate, set up your grow room, and then when it's open, like when it legalizes, have your place open and have your own, like, pro cannabis supplied ski resort. Grow fruits and vegetables until then, right? That's what I'm saying, can you know? your tomatoes? Can
1: your jalapenos? <laughs> right. To so you get your some of your food stash ready. Open up the uh, ski area. Get things going again.
0: Yeah. You can make it a nice little like boutique cannabis bed-and-breakfast ski resort. You can helicopter in the best
1: beers from the world and have the number one... Helicopter
0: it? You can drive 10 minutes to freaking Alchemist. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're right there. Get in some Hill Farmstead. You're right by Alchemist, Hill Farmstead, Lawson's. Boom. Not
1: bad. That could work. Yeah. The experience. Have the, have the whole beer experience. Maybe uh, get into some other stuff there. That'd be pretty cool. A lot of potential there, yeah. A lot of potential. And you could try to market it to sell it to Vail Resorts. Oh, there you go. Or uh, the other one, Um, Aspen. Aspen, right? Vail or Aspen. Be like, all right, let's start the bidding. It's available. Available.
0: Ooh. Uh, Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Boom.
1: Boom. Nice. All right, next up, while we're buying ski resorts, uh, for (laughs) sale there's a Montana ski resort for only $3.5 million dollars. Um this seems like it's a little bit bigger. Blacktail Mountain Ski Area in Montana. Urban Ski Weekend. Urban, Urban Blacktail. That's right. <laughs> uh, the asking price is 3.5 million, includes summit lodge, lifts, all equipment and special use permit from the Flathead National Forest. Uh it's no small operation. It employs 100 people during season and sees 45,000 skiers annually. So this is one that's fully operating. Um Let's see, 1,400 uh, vertical feet, 6760 summit, not bad, uh, 250 inches of snowfall per year. Not bad. Pretty damn uh, impressive. Uh, adult season passes are are just around $400, um, and they're saying it's been a, been in operation for 19 seasons now, so it's probably, this is a ready-to-go business, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they show a picture of where it is on the map. And it is like the northwest part of Montana. So it's kind of near...
0: I think Whitefish
1: is pretty close to it. Yeah. i trying to think how to describe it.
0: I mean, it's not far from, from Idaho. It looks like it's a few, maybe like 100 miles east yeah. of the Idaho border.
1: I wonder where you'd fly into. I guess Great Falls or Spokane.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And then you have to drive probably uh, an hour or two.
0: Yeah. It uh, it's, doesn't seem like it's the easiest place in the world to get to, but that's probably what makes it a nice place to go because it's probably not crowded at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty substantial. I mean, 3,900-person uphill capacity, so two doubles, one triple chair, and one rope toe. So, Not bad. Pretty interesting. Yeah. So we're going to have to look into that with our uh, savings. Mm-hmm. All our Bitcoins. So
0: we're going to have an East Coast and a West Coast Boom.
1: operation. There you go. Right? And then we'll make the news. <laughs> the Highfalutin Ski Bum. Just rename everything. That's right. The Ski high Highfalutin
0: East, Highfalutin West.
1: That's right. Yeah. We won't be very uh, imaginative with our ski names. It'll be East, West, North, South, Northeast, Southeast. <laughs> or like
0: West Coast 3, West Coast 4. That's right. Yeah. W4. There you go. Yeah, we'll be like we'll be the rival to Vale and Aspen. That's right, the small,
1: up and coming rival, the unknown,
0: the Highfalutin Portfolio. Boom. I like that. All right, next up, Granite Backcountry Alliance takes first steps in turning New Hampshire into a backcountry ski haven. So what's happening here is the Granite Backcountry Alliance is seeking to build a strong foundation of backcountry skiers in New Hampshire, and western Maine. Following a similar path as the multiple backcountry skiing advocacy organizations that have formed neighboring Vermont, GBA has fostered a strong following in just over nine months of existence. So their long-term goal is to thin out the below tree terrain in the White Mountain National Forest and surrounding areas through a newly developed yet strong relationship with the National Forest Service. Um, hmm. So right now they're, you know, they talk about how the spacing between trees is really, really tight. And they just want to see if they can kind of create a trail system, clean it up, and, you know, give the forest a little bit of breathing room so they can make it into a, uh, you know, an ideal backcountry skiing area.
1: That sounds pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So they're... Right in New Hampshire, huh? Yeah, they're well on their way. They've, um, they're getting some approvals. The project is moving forward and... They're looking like they're they're making some progress. Hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Cause there's a lot of great terrain that's just not accessible right now because of how tight the the trees are. So hmm. it could it could provide uh some you know great new spots to be hitting on the east coast.
1: Yeah, it will be interesting to see how it opens up. Um all right, so next up we have, after 28 years, Whistler, British Columbia, Camp of Champions, is over forever due to they're saying global warming and lack of snow. Fake news. Fake, fake news. Sad. <laughs> so um, I guess they tried to ensure. I guess Camp of Champions is a very well-known kind of prestigious uh, camp that you know you get to level up your ski ability, ski and board ability. Um, and after twenty eight years they 're saying they don 't have enough snow to keep it running because it it runs on the glacier, and they 're saying it 's melting to the point where they can 't really run the T bar um, three towers up the glacier uh, like they used to. so because of that, uh, some of the train's becoming inaccessible, everything 's kind of shrinking, and, and they aren 't going to be able to run it now, unless something really turns and the glacier starts coming back. Uh, they're saying they're not going to be able to run the camp anymore. So,
0: They're saying, to give you an idea of how much melting has happened the last few years, in 2015 alone, the glacier lost 35 vertical feet of ice. Wow. Mm. Not good.
1: Yeah, they're saying a huge portion of the campers are intermediate expert level riders, and um, the terrain park that they build without some of the advanced features uh, will leave everybody unsatisfied. So they want to make sure if they did run it that people would be guaranteed of getting the experience that they expect and pay for, um, and they're saying they wouldn't be able to offer that. So it's kind of, uh, kind of sad.
0: If. So yeah. they're
1: saying one of the – I guess they've taken uh, advanced reservations. So they're saying one option is for the camp of champions to declare bankruptcy so that everyone gets their refund so i guess there's more to come uh with that whole with this whole situation but uh yeah it's pretty sad to see
0: it's bad news and what's what sucks is so this is the glacier itself you know the the mountain whistler itself this year had 116% of average snowfall so they got tons of snow it's just that the glacier itself is melting which is you know you know the snowpack for the season or the snowfall for the season that's that's going to vary every year, you know, depending on the conditions, you know, whatever whatever the Pacific is doing, and that'll determine how much snow they get. But when the glacier melts, that's, that's a bigger concern. That's a bigger problem. I, I wonder, like, so they've had, like,
1: record snow, which means they, they must have had great cold during the winter season. Mm-hmm. Is the summer getting that much hotter and melting more? You know, that seems like, I guess that would be the case, right?
0: I mean, it would have to be, right?
1: Yeah. That would make sense. Because that's when it's going to melt the most. Yeah. So, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, not good.
1: Very sad. Hashtag sad.
0: Hashtag sad. All right, next up. Grassroots win saves 1,350 acres in the Wasatch. What? Park City to purchase Bonsai Flat for $38 million and conserve the land as open space. So in Park mm. City, a co- grassroots coalition of local voters, government groups, businesses, nonprofits, and backcountry skiers have secured a victory to save a piece of prized mountain land from being developed. Um, the bonsai flat, bonanza, uh, bonanza. Did I say bonsai. Yeah. What, that, what does it say about me? I'm saying bonsai instead of bonanza. Bonsai. <laughs> Did I go to Benihana's? Did I have a bocce? <laughs> I don't know. You're thinking of
1: Japan and powder.
0: Japanimation. Japanimation. Yes. Japan. So it it has been referred to as a prime terrain at the top of Big Cottonwood Canyon. That's the Bonanza Flat. And uh, Park City Mayor Jack Thomas said, They've been committed to saving this tremendous landscape. We want the community to rest assured that we will step up to the plate and purchase the land, but we are reliant on all of the commitments made to date to truly get the, this across to the finish line. So this is a single win in a larger battle over public lands that has reached a fever pitch in Utah in the past several months. So we've talked about it in over the last few months, about the whole outdoor retailer moving its annual trade show out of Salt Lake City because of what was going on at Bears Ears, um, which was which President Obama declared as a national park, which, which has been attempted to have its status taken away so this is a a big big win for utah for keeping this land you know public
1: yeah i guess it's it's still under review and who knows it's it's under
0: review but it's it seems like it's moving in the right direction which is good
1: yeah it's uh they're looking for other other ways to make sure that that land's protected which is good interesting yep uh, then we have a video that we posted a link to, <clears throat> and they're talking about the super high water on Lake Tahoe and the Truckee River in California. Explained, uh, they're saying the lake level levels forecast to go higher than the than what the lake is legally allowed to hold. So they're saying the legal limit is six feet above natural rim, and the level is currently about five point six six feet um, above. So they're only saying point, you know, like a third of a foot uh, below the legal limit. So um, that may mean that if – with all the snow melt and all the, the you know snow they've gotten in California, uh, they may actually have to do large releases, large uh, dam releases, which is great if you're rafting and stuff like that. Um, but it's just I guess they haven't had to do that um, – As much before.
0: Yeah, because of the epic drought they've had the last couple of years.
1: Yeah. So they're saying a maximum release at Tahoe City Dam is 2,600 cubic feet per second. So 600 cubic feet per second release in Lake Tahoe equates to one foot of lake level drop over 100 days. 600 cubic feet. One foot and 100. Wow. Wow. So they're saying uh they want to stay ahead of the situation before the rise goes above the legal limit, because uh, I guess it could danger endanger some of the dams and some of the, you know, uh any anything they built to control the water. So that's why they're looking to um looking to you know, stay ahead of it. They're saying it's currently illegal to enter the Truckee River. Wow. Uh, And they're saying they hope that by July and August, the river rafting will be allowed. So I guess it's affecting the river rafting right now because it's probably too aggressive. Yeah, right. And,
0: you know... Yeah, they're saying that the prediction is between now and August that Lake Tahoe is forecasted to rise 2.7 feet. Wow.
1: That's how much snowmelt. Crazy, right? Yeah, it was a big year. Big year. Filling up all the reservoirs and... Hopefully no more drought.
0: Yeah, right. Crazy stuff. All right. And this is from Snow Bar- uh Snow Barns. Snow Barn, that's a that's probably some sort of ski store somewhere. There's a ski barn. There's a ski barn. Probably a <laughs> snow barn too. It's probably a snow barn. Is snow barn? Isn't that in Mount Snow? Isn't there a- Oh that's the yeah, the nightclub. That's the one place there, yeah. If you want to call it a nightclub. It's something. It's a. It's something. Get thrown out of there by doing nothing almost kind of place. Snowbar in West Dover. There it is. Dover it up. Snowbrains. 2 million more skiers visit in the USA than last season. Wow. 54.7 million visits. So that is 2 million more than 2015 2016, marking a 3.7% rise in skier visits year to year wow. And they're saying that the big jump was likely due to the large amounts of snowfall seen in the U.S. this season. Always helpful to have snow for skiing, right? Yeah. Um, despite the big jump in skier visits, this year still fell well below the number of average annual skier visits in the U.S. since 1997, which is 56.1. So they're down about 2.4 million, mm-hmm. which, you know, it doesn't seem that significant, but... He's got to get the
1: word out. We've got to have good snow and get
0: gotta the word out. Get the out, word you know? out, yeah. I wonder if um there were a lot of people from other countries visiting the U.S. this year. You know what? It's probably less, so because of the dollar being so strong, or the, it was this past winter. That's so true people too. are less likely to come to the U.S. and go skiing. I mean, look at us. We went to Canada, to Whistler, yeah. because everything was 30% off. Third but, off. You know? So it made it cheaper for us to go to Canada than to ski on the. Uh, you know, the West coast. I
1: guess it's funny. You think it's related to just snowfall, but you're right. Like, uh, people don't realize the currency, the shift in currency affects people coming from other countries or going to other countries to ski.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're a family, if you're in, say you're in London and you know, you're like, where am I going to go? We're going to go skiing. You know, if, uh, if the dollar is strong, especially with after, uh, Brexit last year, yeah, you know, the, the pound crashed, the dollar was strong. You know what would say it's your family of four and it would cost you eight thousand dollars or eight thousand pounds for your trip and you know in another year it would cost you five right now it's costing you eight. You're going to go, ah, eh, we'll go to the Alps, we'll go to Canada, we'll go somewhere else because we're getting more for our dollar. you know there's that there's always just the general economy. are people doing well? Do they have dis- you know disposable income to go skiing? There's a a lot of different factors. Yeah, uh, I mean that's all for the non the non hardcore people. For us, we don't really care, you know whatever the dollar is, whatever the you know whatever's going on, we're going to find a way to go ski. Yeah, but you know folks like that who you know have other options, they may you know that'll be an important concern for them.
1: Yeah, I mean that's how we pick our trips too. I mean Canada was great. I mean plan plan to do Canada again next year if we can. Maybe Whistler, um maybe even Europe. I think the the U.S. dollar's been pretty good.
0: Well, considering how our pal Nick's Amazon stock is doing, he may be uh, buying a place up at Whistler in the near future. So, hey, hey we'll whole, whole Food Nick, Whole Food Nick, <laughs> yeah, shout out to Whole Food Nick. That's right. We'll be up there at least twice a year then, if you uh, do purchase a little Whistler getaway bungalow. We'll be, we'll be hanging out. Like, hey, what's up, man? You going
1: up? To? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you open Whistler? Might be up there.
0: Hey, it's always that waitress who needed a place to live. Yes. So he can always put her up in uh, one of his five bedrooms in his place he's buying. It's a good idea. He's helping it. people, helping people, people helping people. That's how what I like to say. Ski people helping ski people, even better.
1: <laughs> All right. So next and last is actually good news. Uh, in record-setting snow for a record-setting snowfall year, North America saw a big dip in avalanche deaths. And Utah recorded its first zero avalanche fatality season in twenty six years. Wow, that is awesome. I think that's got to be with the with the advanced snowfall it's got to be that people are getting smarter, equipment's getting better there's more knowledge about stuff um you know I got to believe in the faith of humanity that we're actually being smarter not to get caught in avalanches uh and we're just being more- you know more you know careful about where we go.
0: Yeah, I think just general knowledge is starting to spread a lot more, too, like you mentioned before. You know, there are a lot more safety courses out there. You know, Avalanche Safety Project, Know Before You Go, American Institute of Avalanche Research and Education, all promote safety and education courses. So, you know, they said, abiding by the classic G.I. Joe mantra, knowing is half the battle. Yeah, these organizations recognize that simply informing the public and starting the conversation about the dangers of avalanches can help stop countless avoidable disasters. So, why is it there's so many in Europe? Are they just arrogant pricks who think they know everything? And I don't know. It's weird because the the uh,
1: Mark Staples, director of the Utah Avalanche Center, said this is a really big deal because more and more people are going backcountry every year, which means more people. Are exposed in the backcountry to the avalanche areas, but yet they didn't. You know they had less fatalities this year, no fatalities. Which you think it would be the you know the inverse because you got more exposure. You just by you know percentage, the wise, numbers game, yeah, yeah, just numbers game. You're going to get more, um, but to have none is is just incredible, which is great. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't know about Europe. Maybe it's just more kind of watch on your own. In the in the US, there's a little bit more. I guess care to notify people about avalanche conditions and things like that. Maybe Europe maybe is they're more pussies, and we're just more badass. Or maybe Europe is more watch yourself. You know what I mean. Mm. Also, Europe had a lot of uh, big avalanches that hit uh, resort areas, like in inbound resort areas. There was two big avalanches, which yeah, kind of crazy.
0: Was it in uh, Was it Austria where there was like, were like five people died? They were just
1: well, there was the one hotel. Like a
0: hotel that was, I mean, that's just a that was Italy freak right? nature. That and, was Italy, yeah.
1: And then I think the other was Austria, where they were inbound skiing, it was like a green, like a, yeah, green or blue, and they got, uh, yeah, a few people got buried in that, yeah. which is just freak stuff that just never happens. But it was it a lot of snowfall.
0: Yeah, and again, too, if you're going to be, a, you know, if you're skiing on greens, you know, most likely you don't know how to handle an avalanche or you know are prepared for it or even have the the ability to you know to ski through it or to to know what to do you're not even thinking about that you're just trying to pretty much get down the the green trail yeah so i also
1: wonder too like you know i'm sure somebody's doing some studies on this but with all the snowfall it's more in everybody's mind this year it was more in everybody's mind this year that look we've had a lot of snowfall there's going to be severe avalanche danger whereas years before maybe you don't get that snowfall and you think oh there's not avalanche danger and there is avalanche danger, you know, so yeah, I don't people, know.
0: It's definitely in people's minds more than it used to be.
1: Yeah.
0: So, way to go, Utah. Whatever you're doing, keep doing the same thing. Pretty cool. Yeah. All right, so that wraps up the old ski news.
1: And now it's on to... Where's Jill? Jill, Jill had a step back for this one because, you know... Is
0: she getting us ice cream and making us more drinks?
1: This is our main topic, so... Jill. We decided to... Uh, Call this uh delicious a, delicious decided <laughs> so to call this main topic back on track, so back on track we're getting back on track, thinking about skiing,
0: plan about skiing. God damn, it's been like a month since we podcasted yeah, this yeah. is by far our largest span of of missing podcasts. I think
1: the most has been maybe two weeks, maybe, maybe two and a summers, half summers yeah but and it's usually for like one little stretch and then we get back on every every week or every other week and a half yeah, uh so. Yeah, so we're looking to get back on track. Uh, we've had a lot of things going on, so um, I think what we're going to talk about today is just generally what we've been doing, what caused us to get off track, how we're <laughs> getting back on track, and just the stuff that's been going on.
0: Yeah. Should we start with our, our Rob Vices box, though?
1: Yeah, why don't we start? I mean, we kind of let everybody know
0: a little bit about the drink, which we started with. And last episode, our main topic was also, it was kind of like the full Rob Vices. you know, we did the... The unboxing and that's how we know it's been a month. <laughs> yeah, right. Look at that; it's true. So yeah, we got the magazine again. You know, the little booklet kind of talking about all the different pieces in there. We talked about our new old fashions that we had with our our uh, dried blood orange wedges. And what else? To, what else is in there? So there some are some snacks.
1: specially made um, from Big Picture Farm. They are goat milk. Carmel's
0: go fuck a goat. Go fuck, that's right. <laughs> uh,
1: they're not go fuck a goat caramel. They're just go goat milk oh. caramels. Oh okay. Uh, that and then the Q ginger ale, which I guess we can oh, make another, right. another drink with that. Maybe whiskey and
0: ginger or something like that. Spectacular ginger ale and ginger beer Q drinks.
1: Yeah. So we've had. I think we both had the tonic, uh, the special Q tonic with uh, with gin. Nice. Yeah. Q tonic
0: fainty- is really. High end, fancy, fancy, no high fructose corn syrup, tonic water. Yeah, I mean you need to be you need to be really into gin and tonics to to commit to buying that stuff.
1: Yeah, to drop the cash for that, it's uh,
0: it's some serious cash. Yeah, I mean it's about it was at least three to four dollars I think per little. If you got a four pack, it's a little can, yeah, or if a little can, it was like at least three or four dollars, right? Yeah, the
1: cans are like the size of like the small Red Bull can, right?
0: Yeah, maybe yeah, at least two to three dollars for one of those cans. So. Yeah. Yeah, between 8 and 12 bucks for a little four-pack of tonic water.
1: Yeah, you're committing. Pretty you're committing, yes. Pretty severe.
0: But being all half highfalutin and baller as we are, that was when we are doing gin and tonics. That's the kind of tonic water we want to use. That's how Not roll. that Schweppes nonsense. Schweppes. Which are quinine, high-fructose corn syrup nonsense.
1: Which is your favorite, Seagram's or Schweppes? I think Seagram's. They
0: can both go eat a dick. I like the Q-tonic. If I'm, if I'm going to do—actually, you know what? What I usually do is if I'm doing a gin and tonic or a vodka tonic, I'll get the, um, the Whole Foods brand, 365, because, again, no high-fructose corn syrup. They're using regular sugar, True. 38 grams of it per serving. But unless you get it at a bar and they don't—if they have it, depends where you go. B-Y-O-T, my friend. B-Y-O-T. Bring your own tonic. Bring a little backpack with your own tonic in there. Oh, what about, like, a, a Chewbacca belt? Like the Chewbacca shoulder strap with, like, little gin and, ton- like, little tonic waters.
1: Yoda backpack.
0: You know what? Why even stop there? Just have little gin bottles, little tonic bottles, and just ask for a glass of ice. Just bring your own, man. Do Spring it yourself. yourself.
1: Roadie. Self-sufficiency. That's right. what
0: it's all about. Road soda. Road soda.
1: <laughs>
0: Road tonic water.
1: Road tonic. So, yeah. So, the box came uh, with that with, uh, oh, and we got these cool glasses, which... Uh, Brian did post on our Instagram. uh, Beautiful. Instagram.com
0: slash Deep On Podcast.
1: They're the beautiful little roly poly glasses that they they tip and tumble, but they don't fall down, right? Mm.
0: Um, So they're kind of cool. It almost looks like a bosom if you turn it on its. uh, If you take the top. Very bosomy. And turn it 90 degrees toward yourself. And the bottom's like a little nipple.
1: I got nipples. Can you milk me?
0: (laughs) I've got nipples, Greg.
1: Can you milk me? (laughs) So yeah, they're pretty cool. I like them. Mm -hmm. They don't fall down. So if you're drunk, you just put it down, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't spill.
0: Yeah, the brand is Simply S E M P L I that does these groovy glasses.
1: So I like the curation this year, this week, uh, this month. It was kind of focused
0: on nice summer drinks, which I like. And you know, I'm looking at the box right now. It looks almost like a ski boot box. It does. It's like they someone made extra ski boot boxes, and Rob Vices was like, "Hey." We can fill those things with booze.
1: <laughs> I like how they do the
0: uh the foam and they cut everything exact
1: like It's pretty
0: cool. What sort of, like, that must be some crazy cost they have for making these, like, custom foam inserts. Because, I mean, they got to be cranking these out. What's to say the monthly
1: uh, subscription isn't cheap? Ah, well, you know, this does have the Q tonic, does have all the, you know, it's got all little fancified stuff. We're, I'm sorry.
0: Last time I checked, we're not ghetto bitches. (laughs) We can make this happen. We're half looting. This is what we do. This is for for the listeners, though. We do this for them. This isn't just a selfish act on our part. I go We'd out and make to... my cute tonic. I can make my old fashions. That's true. But no, we wanna curate things. We wanna find different experiences. We wanna share with you guys. We wanna, you know, bring new things and new opportunities and new products to you guys and let you know that it's worth checking out or not worth checking out. And Rob Vice's is pretty dope stuff, so it's worth checking out. High
1: flutiness we want Indeedness. to do. Indeed. All right, so that's uh that's the Rob Vice's box. Um uh, and now you found some cool stuff too, right?
0: Yeah, I found a really a good story from the good folks at Cool I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly. They make all kinds of cool ski and boot bags. It's the IKEA of cool. Pretty much. The Cool Kia. If you think about it, really. So uh, they have a great article about how to store your ski gear in the off-season, which is nice. It's nice to see
1: because we're doing it wrong. Because
0: <laughs> for a lot of us, it is almost ski season, which is sort of the same as the off season and they have a lot of really good tips so first thing is for your skis and you know they uh, here's the tips they, they give you say first you want to clean your skis they say to actually use a hose or bring them in the shower which you know depending on your love for the skis I guess depends on how you want to do it either rub, one them, rub them down in the shower lay sweet soapy down, lotion lay you down <laughs> Get some uh, Dr. Bronner's in there. Clean no, no, up. no, no. <laughs> Get that ski on. <laughs> so clean your skis. Bring in the shower. Remove the rust. Uh, use, you know, from the edges using a gummy stone, scotch bright pad, or medium, fine medium steel wool. How a loofah? You okay. could use a loofah, perhaps. Loofah for me. Loofah for Back you scratcher. Skis? Remove old wax. So brush the base a few times with a brass, copper, or bronze brush. Or with a plexiglass scraper, if needed, use a mild citric solution. Apply wax. So apply wax generously to the base and edges to protect from moisture and rust. Hot waxing is best, but rub-on waxes will suffice. Do not use liquid waxes for storage purposes. And remember to scrape off the excess wax before you ski next season. Hmm. Uh, poles, just put them away. Bindings, there's uh, they're different... There's different opinions based on whether you should leave them the tension engaged or back them down. This is up to you, depending on what you want to do. Do your own research there. I kind of fan of just leaving, let sleeping dogs lie, as they say. See, they're saying
1: the trade off is not having to reset the bindings again before the next use, which all it is is just tighten it to the same DIN setting that you had before. So pretty much, yeah. I mean, that's pretty easy to do if you want. I mean, yeah.
0: Boots, and this is a big important one. Boots should be wiped down and completely aired out. If you don't do that, you will just get mold and rot and the your boot linings are gonna Nastiness. just get nasty and fall apart way sooner than they should. Yeah. Um we highly recommend getting boot dryers too and using them all season. I've got a, a sweet pair, I think they're called um is it C- serious? And they're called the hot rats. So there's little yellow, looks like almost like little mice jam them in there. You can plug them into the wall, or they come with a car attachment. Cool. So you can plug into your cigarette lighter, dry them out. Top uh, down. Top down in the summer, just with your boots drying the whole time. I just wear my boots all summer. <laughs> Go to the beach wearing your ski boots. <laughs> Boom. What hell? Hey, break them in. Um, so, yeah, make sure those, those bad boys are dry. Um, now, here's something that I, I found really interesting and something that I have screwed up in the past so where to, score, uh, where to store your skis in the summertime? You know, gear, obviously apparel. You want to keep it in a closet, whatever. But it says skis. Uh, you want to keep them also in a temperature-controlled environment away from heat, sunlight, and moisture. So garages uh basements, they can get either hot or moist. Um, you should not keep them there. The best place, they say, is if you can keep it in a, in a temperature-controlled closet, spare room, or even under the bed. So basically,
1: you're going to have to treat this like a, a son or daughter, a favorite son or daughter. Take it in the shower, give it a nice wash, rub it down after, and then store it under your bed.
0: It's just like when you were an altar boy, and the priest <laughs> is kind of taking care of you, bringing you in the shower, rubbing you down. I didn't have that same experience, just say. <laughs> oh, just me? No, you're not alone. Oh, okay. Just, just making sure. All right, cool. Um, no, I,
1: you could put it under your bed or something like that. I guess you got to be in an inside closet or something, like in... In the house.
0: Yeah. Under your couch, maybe. Wherever you can find the space. If you have room next to your paella pan under your couch, put it there. Boom. I have mine out in the clo- in the storage closet outside, which after reading this, I'm like, yeah, it's probably not a good idea to have it out Yeah, there I now. have mine in my garage right now, which is probably going to have to change, too. Yeah. So, hmm. uh, skis should be laid down flat on their sides without anything on top. It is very important not to compress the ski's camber unless otherwise instructed by the manufacturer so moving the skis this weekend a lot of good tips <laughs> yes as am i so so thank you for the, the folks at cool for all their uh their good information here and we'll have a link to this in the show notes so you can check it out very cool all right so then uh what else have we been doing so why the hell have we not podcasted in a goddamn month that is not like us we're usually just consistent machines you know either every week or in the summer it could be every two weeks worst case scenario so, a lot of things have happened. Oh, God. It's been a... And you know what? I can tell you how it's it's been so busy and it's been a whirlwind. And I can tell you why. Because I have not missed skiing as much as I usually do. Because yeah. I've been so busy. That's true. So, I had a move. So, my pregnant wife and I both... We moved. We both moved. We, both move. we lived together, apparently. <laughs> apparently. My wife and I. Yeah, we moved... Um, we had a pretty significant move moving from a small one bedroom condo to a now small but four bedroom house down the shore so nice we uh, we kept our condo we had to clean it and paint it and fix things and uh it's just been a uh, it's been a crazy busy last couple of weeks a lot of work it's a lot of work and a lot of fixing and organizing and moving and just just dumb grown-up stuff like it's it's very
1: not ski bummy a lot of grown up kind of stuff huh
0: like i have to get get a lawnmower damn got a weed whacker now
1: damn
0: yeah so it's uh it's been kind of a a life shift weed whacking (sighs) mofo i know something (laughs) else i gotta whack now (laughs) so yeah it's been a crazy move but it's been it's been awesome you know a lot of I love our new place. I love where we're at. And, you know, we're down on the shore now. It's it's super chill. It's fun. I can actually sleep at night, which has been different a lifestyle, rare thing. Very nice. different lifestyle. So, trying. I'll take up like I want to do like either kayaking or stand up paddleboarding or surfing or something. Nice something in the summertime to make the time go by. But it's been it's been just a, a whirlwind the last like three weeks. You got to get a Kitty Powers jet ski, man. Oh, that's definitely on a trailer you know, all the time, just wherever all you the go. Time, yeah. There's actually a dude who's next to us. He's got an old, like, Land Rover. I guess it's like a Discovery or whatever. And it's always got a surfboard on top.
1: <laughs> just in case. So that's the kind of
0: people that we're living here, like, ready to go. You know, the waves are swelling. You just take a ride down. and Got some time. We got the wetsuit probably in the car. Just ready to go. Probably, yeah. Boom. That's good.
1: Good stuff, man. Yeah. It's taken a while. I know it's a few weeks. And then for me, I just been, I traveled. I went down to Florida, visited family. I did a big bike ride, which took up a whole weekend um yeah and then just work's been busy uh maybe moving to florida now looks like uh, about 99 percent chance that i'm going to be moving to the tampa area florida man florida (laughs) so uh that will probably change so that these are other things that we've been talking about like you know uh we're going to remote podcast probably um a lot more upcoming um but not for a while Still, so we got a few months. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and just, you know, things are changing. I mean... Um,
0: ch changes
1: Not for the bad, but just changing. Turn know? and face the strange, you know? Probably not going to do the uh, ski house again this year. The yeah. same same house. I mean, I don't know if I could do one from Florida. Maybe. I don't know.
0: Where's but, the closest... Where would the closest mountain range be to, to ski out? Would be North Carolina?
1: Just jump on a freaking plane and go to Colorado.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, no. If you had to, like, drive to something, like, just... Geographically, probably processed. West Virginia. Not even North Carolina.
1: Um, I think that's before.
0: Way before West Virginia.
1: Yeah, so probably Carolina, like okay. Boone. Where I went to school. Okay, like Boone area. Go back visit the college, visit my
0: alma mater, go do a little skiing. Boondocks. Nice. Yeah. So we got a lot of uh, a lot of things that are going to change over the next couple of months, but. You know, it's all good things, it's all positive things, and uh we're gonna make it work. Yeah, we're gonna keep plowing away at this, and we've got some big plans for it. So, we are not gonna give up. We are not gonna go quietly into that sweet night. That's right. I'm gonna be pretty busy in the upcoming. So you're
1: busy now getting everything settled. Oh yeah. I'm gonna be busy getting rid of stuff and mm. getting ready to move and then moving. So, but I don't think we'll. I don't think I'll be out of the loop that much. Highfalutin garage sale, might be high. F- <laughs> It might be highfalutin, uh, go to the Goodwill that I'm going to donate all my stuff to.
0: The highfalutin dumpster? (laughs) That's
1: right. No, I don't dumpster anything. I I Goodwill everything. Just keister it? I think I'm going to do... The furniture might go to uh, veterans or... um, Better women, they take them.
0: Mm. Best part is they pull right up, take it, throw in a truck, and all right, it's gone. Yeah, they usually a lot of towns have them on the schedule, and you just call them up and have them come by.
1: Yeah, It's going to be that. I'm going to be giving a lot of shit away to people. (laughs) Nice. I think if you write to me... And just ask me for shit. I'll, I might send it to
0: you. at gmail.com. We should post a video of the things that you have. I'm going to start putting get pictures. some responses.
1: If anybody wants this, you could either pick it up or I'll mail it to you. Yeah, that'll be like it's like
0: a contest winning.
1: There Do one, you go. One thing a week.
0: <laughs> I'm going to be the first person to email us at Skibombpodcast at gmail.com and get your free pick of Mario stuff he's getting rid of.
1: Yeah. Right. I I have a lot of ski stuff I'm getting rid of, too. So maybe I'll take pictures of that, put it on the uh, – we'll post it to the website. Like some base layers, some, like, base layer pants? Bases. I got jackets. I got – like, I don't even need, like – I'm going to be in Florida. I don't need so much, like, warm weather
0: Yeah, but as soon as you go skiing after, you know, being all Floridian, you're going to need, like, six jackets when you go skiing. (laughs) I know. Well, I got my ski gear. I'm not going to get rid of that. But Mm. I'm just
1: talking, like, just regular – like, sweaters. When am I going to wear a sweater to work? I'm never going to wear it Yeah, when sweater. it's 75
0: degrees because your body will have adjusted. And <laughs> like, oh, my God, it's freezing. <laughs> then I have to get the the sweater from down there because it's the lighter. <laughs> yes. It's weird. The fleur sweater
1: But, like, winter boots, I, I don't know when I'm going to need winter boots. It's true. You know? So yeah. we'll see. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I even have – it's one of those things, like, you know, when you start moving, you start clearing stuff out, you're like, I don't need, like – extra stuff of this, or, you know, you start getting rid of stuff. When in doubt, throw it out. Just, exactly. you know what? Get rid of all of your stuff. Just moving is stupid. It I'm, sucks. I'm kind of at the point where I'm going to get rid of almost everything.
0: Always, you know what? Like, we moved... I, the amount of alcohol we moved, it was <laughs> the stupidest thing ever. I mean, it's... It's one of those things, like, you just accumulate stuff over time. Yeah. And uh, we just had... Like, there's just so much, like, dumb booze that we have. Like, just dumb stuff. Like, I have a... One third of a bottle, not even a third, maybe a quarter of a bottle of Smirnoff strawberry vodka that has made two moves already. Wow. Because no one wants to drink it. Wow. And I don't know, do I just pour it down the drain? Do I give it to like a high school kid? Like, what do I do with this one quarter of a bottle of Smirnoff strawberry vodka?
1: I'm just going to show up to friends' houses with like a box of just random alcohol. And here you go. We're just See like later. mixing it all
0: together. Oh, like, punch. oh, this is
1: sangria. Have a party and have like a punch that you just start mixing shit together. <laughs> this is the grossest thing ever. But it's a punch. It's but a it's party free. punch. Just drink it. Yeah. Just put whatever you want in there and a lot of club soda. You'd be good. <laughs> yeah, throw a couple of pineapple wedges in there. Fruit juice. Do the, uh, you know, the Picardi stuff. Throw that in there. I'm even, so
0: I'm even more concerned. What if it's the best thing ever? <laughs> then I can never replicate it. You're just dumping stuff in. That's why it's magical. Yeah. It's magical. Let it be that moment. It's like a sandcastle. You know the wave's going to come and take it out. <laughs> Just appreciate the beauty for what it is at that moment. That's right. Right?
1: So I think it'll be a good chance for me to get more to a minimalist lifestyle and not accumulate stuff because I'm going to probably wholesale fashion get rid of a lot.
0: Yeah. So. Set it on fire. I have a bonfire. My
1: entire bedroom, I'm not taking. I'm not even taking the mattress. Like everything's staying. I'll just yeah. get new stuff. Just torch it. So torch it. That's the way to go. I to uh, just torch the apartment. No, just. It's bonfire. I'm telling
0: you. I have a big bon- bonfire.
1: Bonfire. <laughs> but no, that stuff I just give away. Why not? Yeah. You know. Someone will take it. If somebody doesn't want it, you know, then, or if it's not donatable, then it's going to go into the garbage, or I'm going to ask people if they want it. Yeah. But it'll be good. I figure I can get rid of a lot of stuff around here. I'm, like, looking at stuff all over. I'm like, no, I don't think anything. The TV, (laughs) the electronics, okay, that stays. (laughs) Maybe a few paintings, mirror, that's about it. The wine, I don't know. I'll probably try to drink out all the alcohol or get rid of it before. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't want to move it, anything. But yeah, then don't, I don't move
0: might, booze. It's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah.
1: And I might get, through work, I might get assistance moving. So I'm kind of like... Nice. Well, now I could keep stuff. White so. glove service. Even then, I probably wouldn't keep a lot. It would just be stuff to give to other people down in Florida.
0: Yeah. So. Or have them move your stuff and then have someone hijack the truck and then insurance. put an insurance claim in. But if we hadn't talked about it on the podcast... We shouldn't- that-
1: <laughs> yeah we'll edit this out it's like the Seinfeld where he's like takes the picture of him with the screwdriver yeah it's the- <laughs> cool yep but yeah I think it'll work out
0: There's lots of stuff going on super busy already and summer just started and it's going to be a very even busier summer down the road but all good stuff uh, we'll keep you posted we're not going to go on any of these massive hiatuses like we did this past month but thank you guys for sticking around and still checking us out and if you want more information, you can know where to go, SkiBumPodcast.com. All of our information is there. Or hit us up with an email, SkiBumPodcast at gmail.com. Under the Ropes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know who that is. That's like the Dark Lord or something like that. Seriously. The Dark Lord Swalzawort?
1: Swolzavo- Swolzavo- of Yeah, Swolzavort. Um All right, so under the ropes, we got uh, a lot on track here. So let's start off with uh, seven reasons to eat more saturated fats. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, so
0: I think we talked about it in the past, how there was these studies that were done in the 60s that were funded by the sugar industry that said that saturated fats were bad for you, but now they've been proven to be incorrect and lies fake news fake news saturated fats are good for you
1: so there's a this article talks about like you know um, this uh, person that wrote the article he uh, sought out some counsel from some of the you know one of the leading uh, leading people for treating you know obesity and he went through a lot of surprising information that that told him yeah an all meat diet is not bad. They're not worried about people getting, you know, sicker or fatter or having heart problems from it because, um, of course, they're not talking about, like, you know, going overboard with some of this stuff. Uh, But they've included fatty cuts of meat, chicken with the skin, bacon, eggs, butter, uh, coconut oil, organic lard, and heavy cream in their plan.
0: Hashtag Butterbell Nation.
1: Butterbell Nation. Oh, yes, Brian. I just I got a Butterbell recently. Bing bing. We got a butterbell. Butterbell Nation. Butterbell Nation. So um Yeah, so eating eating these fats, um, they've actually uh they have a few reasons why and you know, just uh some key points on on eating them. So let's start with uh number one, improved cardiovascular risk factors. So not improving the the risk, but like improving that you won't have the risk factors. Um So they're saying that, you know, eating those um, lipoprotein, little a abbreviated, L-P-L-A, correlates strongly with risk for heart disease. And there are no medications to lower this substance, uh, only dietary means. So they're saying eating saturated fat helps lower that risk of of heart disease. So pretty interesting stuff. Uh, They're saying stronger bones. Uh, basically, middle age, you start, you know, your bone mass starts to decline. So, part of building that back up, they're saying uh, it helps helps with that. Uh, improve liver health. So, they're saying adding saturated fat has been shown to encourage liver cells to dump their fat content. So, clearing fat from the liver is critical critical in um, middle body fat storage. Hmm. Uh, healthy lungs. They're saying for proper lo- lung functions. Uh, There's a thin layer uh, called lung surfacant, and that is the fat content of the lung surfacant is 100% from saturated fatty acids, so it's needed in that. Uh, Healthy brain, so I I think I've heard this before. um, Your brain's mainly fat and cholesterol, so by cutting that out, not having the right fats and cholesterols in your diet, you're actually affecting your brain function. Uh, proper nerve sig- signaling, so they're saying um, you know helping the uh, messaging between uh, your your nerves is uh, search, uh, certain saturated fats. They're saying butter, lard, coconut oil, palm oil uh, are necessary in, in helping directly influence the metabolism and the signaling messengers uh, for for that to happen, and then strong immune system so they 're saying, especially uh, butter and coconut oil uh, play a key role in immune health, so very interesting to see um, you know they advocate the they advocate they say in the study the use of olive oil, but recommended against the use of canola oil despite its widely
0: perceived health uh Hm. so I actually just picked up a cookbook this past weekend, and it 's the um the crap it's (laughs) by the author who created the blueprint diet, Mark Sisson. Okay. And I think it's called the blueprint kitchen. I'm not mistaken. Um, no, it is not. It's, Oh, you know what? It's the primal blueprint. That's the name of his, um, his kind of plan for eating. And it's, you know, it's kind of along the lines of paleo, um, but he has this uh, cookbook out, and I looked at it, and I was at Barnes & Noble, looked at it, and I was like, this, like every recipe looked awesome. So I picked it up, and he has a lot of cool recipes in there for, I mean, for everything. So like, it has like a base, like you make your own mayo, you make your own ketchup, you make your own dressings. Wow. And then all the recipes that go along with it. And it had some, what I liked about it is, is that, you know, it everything looks really good. Uh, one of his uh, things that he uses in everything is avocado oil instead of olive oil. And I forget the exact reasoning why, but he has a whole section in the beginning where he talks about it. So I've made one recipe so far. It was like a a pork and mushroom burger um, you know, meal. Right. And it was fantastic. And he has a lot of um hell a lot of recipe contributions in there from you know rob wolf like he 's the the paleo guy mm. melissa hartwig laird hamilton like it, it it's a kind of a culmination of a lot of recipes from a lot of different people so mm. you know it's it 's about delicious high quality nutrient dense sauces and dressings at home to pack healthy fats phytonutrients, and superfoods into every meal so mm. I like it. started cooking with it. It was really good. And, uh, yeah, hope to use it more.
1: I read that book, uh, Extra Virginity, and they talk about olive oil. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they talk in there is, is the, the health properties of real olive oil. The problem they said when you buy olive oil, a lot of times you're not getting extra virgin. The pure virgin. stuff, right? You're, you're not, yeah, it's either cut with some other oil. So I went through a whole thing of getting uh, one that was really um, really highly rated mm-hmm. olive oil a lot for it but could you, know, you taste or you definitely feel a difference or definitely taste like you taste more olivey like it's just but they say you got to watch out with that too because they put artificial flavors in some of them so mm. it's really it's really hard um you got to look you know they have a lot online now where they do testing for olive oil to say which ones are are real and not real but they say the health health properties are great uh and it goes along with the whole fatty acid kind of uh, fatty uh you know saturated fats Nice. They're good saturated fats, that's why.
0: Yeah. All right, next up. Kind of a terrible story here. Bear mauls and kills teen runner during Alaska mountain race. Damn. So a bear fatally mauled a 16-year-old boy in Alaska on Sunday during an annual mountain race, according to local reports. The teen who was participating in the Robert Spur Memorial Hill Climb texted a family member that he was being chased by a black bear. The National Guard, State Troopers, Park Rangers, and Anchorage Police Department all immediately responded to the call while other runners volunteered to take up search for the boy. He was eventually found off the main trail and was pronounced dead on site. Park Ranger shot the bear, but it ran off. Officials are still looking for the animal. So, ugh, what a horrible, awful way to go. Wow. And then, you know, I mean, I get why they wanted to shoot the bear, but I also, you know, I mean, a bear did what a bear does and yeah. bears will always do and you it's know? alaska there's a lot it's of bears. alaska around. yeah this time of year especially so i went to the
1: site for the run they're saying it's uh alaska mountain runners i guess as a club and it's an uphill uh hill climb three miles 3400 vertical feet Poof. that's pretty that's some serious vert that's a climb Mm-hmm. it's wild but yeah, yeah that's pretty sad um it's terrible man you never think about that. I mean, you, you know, you're doing an event and you hope it's safe. But, and they, I'm sure they police the area. But still, it's you're out in nature, you know? And you wonder why the bear chose him. Yeah, happening by at the right, wrong pla- wrong time. You know, right? Yeah, I guess so. And I guess once he starts chasing him, I mean, it's pretty terrifying to to that he had he he was able to text. Yeah, seriously, right? He's Being chased, like
0: maybe you should have texted less and ran more. Climbed.
1: I don't know, man. That's crazy. To outrun grab, a bear. S-
0: grab some rocks and throw it at him. I mean, it was, again, it was a black bear, not a grizzly. So, you know, you'd think you at least have a a bit of a chance. Yeah, but is it a black bear, like
1: the same black bear we have around here, which are usually herbivores?
0: Yeah. Uh, or is yeah, it like I mean, a Kodiak? Probably, I don't know. They're Kodiaks are, are brown bears. Those are grizzly bears. they brown. Mm-hmm. All right. That's different. Now, did he have the freaking bear bell app or i have a, i have an app on my phone called scare bear so you use this when you're in the woods and it's got all kinds of it's got like oh it
1: sound yeah
0: to scare the bear away
1: <laughs> all right so there's a myth that bears can't run downhill because the front legs are shorter than the hind legs. Fake news. They're saying that is totally false. <laughs> they Don't will test fucking that. catch you downhill. So they say they run as fast downhill as they can uphill. Oof. So that's a that's a myth. Can you run faster than a bear? So a bear can run fifty yards in three seconds or up to forty-five miles per hour, okay. faster than a racehorse for short distances, uphill or downhill. Only running away will only encourage the bear to chase you. Um, How long could a re- bear run at full speed? Polar bear has been clocked at 25 miles an hour.
0: 25?
1: That's, that's pretty fast. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff online that says you shouldn't run away from a bear. You play dead, right? Yeah, I guess... I don't even know. I mean, it's it's got to be hard to... So, brown bear, speed of animals, top speed running. They're seeing 21.7 miles per hour. Brown bear is a large bear distributed across much of North Northeast. Kodiak bear rivals the polar bear. It's the largest member of the bear family. Yeah. Wow, and then I see bears can run up to 60 kilometers per hour, approximately 37 miles an hour. Jeez. How fair does a black bear run? Uh, you hear a different st- stories but basically they can run pretty damn fast and you're i guess running away gets them to chase you a little bit more mm-hmm. i don't know the other thing he's running already in part of this race you know i oh, not pretty messed up
0: yeah <laughs> they're uh if you go on amazon and put in bear spray there's actually some pretty funny reviews uh, <laughs> for just you know different bear sprays they have on there it's like I'm giving this five stars, but I haven't actually used it. And if I do use it and it doesn't work, I'll have my wife come on here and say that I'm dead and it didn't work and that this product sucks. Jeez. <laughs> yeah.
1: That is actually kind of true, right? What are you gonna do? You can't Right? Can't post a review if it didn't work. Yeah. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. So if you're out there in the woods and there's bears around, be careful. Yeah. And make I wonder- sure bear spray. If
1: I was out in Alaska running, I think I'd have bear spray on me or something. Dude, I
0: would have like again. I'm bringing it back the Chewbacca strap, the chest strap with like seven freaking canisters of bear spray guns, but like a super soaker full of bear spray. You run with a gun, bam!
1: Hey, like that bear. Yeah. Then again, you just might piss it off.
0: Like you know those um, you know for like killing weeds, you get those backpacks with the sprayer. Yeah. Like one of those, just like freaking douse the bear bear spray. All over. What about gasoline and a match? Torch that fucker. <laughs> whoa, whoa, we're whoa, getting a little dark now. Dark, life and death, son. That's true. This isn't. We're not playing. We're not playing checkups. We're playing chess. <laughs> Just run with a gun on you. Just you know, take out the bear. Problem. You, you need some stopping power though. If you've a, if there's you know grizzly bears, you need something like a high high powered handgun, like a like Dur- a three fifty seven or a forty four magnum. It's a dirty Harry gun bam yeah like that but then you got to make sure it's do you want to keep it loaded you know you got to keep it on you do you have you know do you have the wherewithal to be able to stop and to to take the shot line it up I think, hit him have, right?
1: I think you have a drone follow you while you're running with like the weapons on it and just take out the bear if it comes at you
0: i think we need <laughs> that would be a pretty good move or, like, uh, you know, the, like, the, the camera ones that follow you, those drones? Yeah. Or have one with, like, a homing device, and you, like, throw it on the bear, and then, like, the drone fires, like, a little missile or a, a grenade or something. Smart bomb. At that target. Like, a smart bomb against the bear. Boom. I think we really need to have some sort of I public available grenades. Public grenades? Like, like lower, a slightly lower powered grenades that, like, just someone could buy in a store. Bear. For Bear. <laughs> Bear grenades let's t- that's like the uh the bear suit guy
1: he started out with bear repellent and they moved on to like all the whole suit
0: oh that Canadian dude yeah oh that guy's awesome
1: uh George Herdebees, I think his name is something Herdebees. Herdebees. um yeah that's crazy, or they could just uh make sure they check that three mile area where people are gonna run and just kind of for the event lock it down
0: lock it down
1: no bears in or out I'm sorry you got you're gonna have to we blockaded out.
0: I'm kind of liking the bear grenade. Bear grenade. <laughs> See you in hell, yogi. <laughs> That's right. Just bear bits everywhere. Well, it's like they say, you don't have
1: to outrun the bear. You have to outrun the slowest other person, right? Yeah. The other person next to you.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: That's crazy, though.
0: This would be, a, you know, or you know what? Why don't they do the biggest loser up there in Alaska? You know, get like all those fatties. They're like 450 pounds. <sighs> And just see, well, we're going to eliminate. You know, they always have like the vote off or whatever. How about have the bear do the vote off? The runoff? The runoff, yeah. Whoever doesn't get mauled by the bear, you get to stay for next week. Damn. That's some incentive to motivate you, right? Cold blooded, man. Cold blooded. <sighs> That's right. Cold blooded. There's too many, uh, what are they calling them these days? Too many snowflakes? Too many snow, yeah. You got to get hardcore. Hardcore.
1: All right, let's move on to, speaking of racing, away from an animal, uh, Michael Phelps, during Shark Week this year, is going to race a great white shark. So, um, (laughs) according to press, he's going to face his greatest challenge of his career and race a great white shark on July 23rd during Shark Week, so one month from today. All right. So, I want to see how they're going to organize this whole... Race going down because they're probably going to have him protected somehow. Uh, I just don't know how they're going to get the shark to swim in a straight line. Like, because shark can probably move. This
0: is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard of in my life. Yeah. It seems very dumb. I, I don't. It's a great gimmick, but it would be really funny if they did just have them together in like a regular like like a little swim lane. Yeah, and the shark is like, yeah. My brain is pretty much set up. <laughs> To just find food and eat it, and you are definitely food. I'm pretty hungry. It's like, but no, we're supposed to swim in a straight line. It's like, nah, that's not part of my evolutionary, you know, survival path. I'm just going to eat you. I'll give you a head start. You got plenty of protein. That'll, that'll keep me going for a couple of days. Well, it, in essence,
1: if he's faster than the shark, he should be able to outrun the shark. Oh,
0: he'll definitely outrun a shark because shark doesn't have, doesn't have any
1: feet. Well, outswim the shark is oh, okay. what I'm saying. That's different. So the shark could be chasing him, and as long as the char- shark doesn't chomp on him, he's winning. Mm. Hashtag winning.
0: Well, yeah, wouldn't the shark going after him kind of deter it from going as fast as it could in a straight line? I don't know. See? Why would a shark ever go in a straight line, though? It doesn't want to do that. Exactly. It wants to get food. Why would it stay in its lane? It doesn't know what a lane is. That's right. They're going to put him in a, in a, a shark cage.
1: And he's going to be ready to swim, and that shark is just going to, like, I don't know, try to get him or something. Because,
0: again, what's going to incentivize that shark to go in that straight line? You know? Sharks are always going to ask for food or something.
1: Doesn't care about gold medals. No. Doesn't care about a medal. Doesn't even care about Shark Week. He cares about eating motherfuckers. That's right. <laughs> Asshole first. It's, it's not Shark Week to them. It's Us Week. <laughs> yeah. It's my week. It's just week. That's right. It's week. It's just week. <laughs> W-E-E-K. See, the shark wins if he eats Michael Phelps. That's the thing.
0: That's his victory.
1: I don't, I don't think you should play around with that. That seems a little little voodoo, a little taboo. So they cite in the article that um, it's not the first time an Olympic athlete has raced something from the animal kingdom. So Ben Johnson, uh, <laughs> you remember that? I remember this from way back. Uh, yeah. He did the head-to-head uh, in 1996, a 4 by 400 relay um, against a horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he did... Okay, he did head-to-head with the thoroughbred. And then, I guess, Jamie Balch is a silver medalist that... Um, I guess they silver medal in the 4x4 medal relay also raced a horse, so... Interesting. They got videos of all... It's just... It's funny.
0: We are so stupid as a species. <laughs> like,
1: we don't even have men and women race in the same heat. Why would you race an animal?
0: Yeah. Like... Come on! Creating these competitions that these animals don't even recognize—they think it's stupid. All they care about is getting food and surviving. Yeah, not these stupid little games we've created. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think men and women actually—they should combine some sports. Because I think they're getting to—we're getting to a point where I think women can compete at the—you know—just with men. Lindsey
0: Vonn—they actually should have been ski news. Lindsey Vonn wants to race dudes. Yeah, why not? Bring it on. She's that good. Yeah. I mean,
1: golf. I mean, you know, there's there's some sports that I think. I don't know, they could be, as long as you have different rules or different leagues, you're never going to get that same level of play. Mhm. I think you could push it. So like football, I'd say, just men are just bigger and they're just dumber. yeah,
0: they're definitely dumber.
1: <laughs> but uh yeah, there's some sports that I think uh or even positions, some positions in sports, I think, I don't know. yeah, like to see a horse carry football, <laughs> try to take that thing down, put it in its mouth. That's right. Run with it. Or rhino. Is it yeah. a rhino or hippo? Those Ooh. things are mean. Nasty. Everybody, everybody thinks hippos are nice and cute and tame, and they're mean freaking animals.
0: Hungry, hungry. <laughs> hungry, hungry. All right. So one final story this week. Since Mario's talking about Florida already. Florida. Here we go. Drug bust in the villages uncovers possible golf cart chop shop. Nice. So now... What exactly is the villages? All right, so
1: they actually run um, advertisement for um, here on the like like local, local morning news. Here, so, to- um, so local morning news, they actually run it, and it's a senior community. I think you have to be, like, 55 and up or retired or whatever, and they have, like, you know, shuttles for you, and it's a nice community, and people... It's like sexy party seniors, though, isn't it? Sexy party seniors, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's the Villages. Now, I'm not moving to the Villages. I'm not that old. Yet. Yet. Um, Dare to dream. But, so that's the Villages, and usually they set them up where people drive around a little uh, golf carts, mm-hmm. so, to get around. So this is pretty <laughs> awesome that they have a... A chop shop for golf carts. So
0: these folks must be just jacking people's golf carts and then, yeah, chopping them up and selling them for parts. Well, I guess they got busted for drugs too, which is just insane. You you can't have one without the other, right? I like the mugshots though. These are just some, uh, yeah, pretty pretty. If cool. you imagined what people in Florida would look like who had a chop shop for golf carts, this is exactly what you're picturing.
1: Yes. That's exactly it.
0: It's like it's very, like, Breaking Bad-ish looking. Like, people buying meth would be the same people who were uh, pretty much getting busted for having this chop shop. So, I guess you're saying they got multiple
1: complaints from neighbors <laughs> after several thefts of golf carts, right? Um, so, they're saying they also bought uh, undercover deputies, bought okay. drugs at the residence that they... They went and raided three different times, so they already got them on drugs, and then they had these complaints about the golf carts. So once inside, they found a bunch of different parts of you know, including windshields, wheels, seats, <laughs> tires. So I guess in the golf cart community, there's this uh, this black market, you know, need for
0: cheap golf cart parts. I guess it's the weirdest thing. Is it possible they're trying to start like NASCART? NASCART? Some sort of racing. Some you know? of those, They're souping up their golf carts. Dude, you got to look online. Some of those golf carts are tricked out. I, I don't want to look at that ever. I never want to realize that exists. Oh, yeah. I know there's like, Well, between like that a, and golf, like for actual golf. Well, yeah. Wasn't there uh, one of the football training camps a couple years ago? Some guy had like a Mercedes or it was like an Escalade golf oh, yeah. cart.
1: That's what I mean. They have like these. High end golf carts. <laughs> or you could just do a smart car. That's kind of like a golf cart.
0: Escalade.
1: Clubcar.com. Golf cart. Oh my God. Let's this look at that uh one. street legal golf carts. <laughs> <laughs> Starting at nine grand. They're not cheap. It's like the price of a motorcycle.
0: I really hope if you're spending fifteen thousand dollars on an escalade golf cart, they have a very Escalade. well-diversified, port, you know, investment portfolio that will make sure that you have income throughout your golden years because I'm just guessing that people who would buy that probably aren't the best financial decision makers.
1: <laughs> yeah, cattle, uh, Cool Carts of Texas. Ah, uh, dude, you got to look at that. $1,000. They have an Escalade golf cart, Escalade limo golf cart, they have a Hummer golf cart. Is,
0: are any of these companies actually affiliated with the, the real car company, or are they just kind of making no, like I think, bootleg knockoff stuff? No, I
1: think it's like the limo companies where they get the, they buy the general car, and then they, they trick it out.
0: Yeah. Look at those things. Crazy. $17,000 for a Hummer limo cart. That's right. Thank God.
1: Hummer limo. H3 golf cart. H3 golf Oh, my God. Road, this hurts my brain so much. Ford F 150 SVT Raptor <laughs> golf cart. Show Shelby Cobra much, golf cart. How much
0: is the SV the SVT Raptor golf cart? Does it have the off road suspension so you can go friggin' baha ing in your golf cart?
1: Let's see, the marine grade vinyl seats with Raptor logo, uh, among things, top speed 16 miles an hour hmm. ground, on on level ground. Um... Hydraulic shocks in the front and rear. Leaf spring suspension. Rack and pinion steering. Um, Gotta
0: have that rack and pinion.
1: That's right. Uh, weight without battery. 750 pounds. Two rows of facing seats. Cargo box with spray-lined interior. Oh, Just like a regular truck. Fold-down windshield. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, this Hummer. The H3. You have a... Sony sound system. They have like all these options. Extended range battery.
0: How M- far are you driving in your golf cart? Mo- Need an
1: extended range battery. Mobile video system.
0: How far are you driving?
1: <laughs> Custom hard top painted to match. Let's see. This one comes with doors if you want. Chrome upgrade. 15 inch Hummer wheels for fourteen hundred dollars and up. Oh, God. You, you can even get a ball washer in this. <laughs> enough said bark like a dog for me alright I can't even
0: wrap my head around this Shelby
1: GT500 Super Snake nope that's what you want nope Nope. how about a Shelby Cobra
0: it doesn't matter it's a stupid golf cart that goes 15 miles an hour anyway this
1: looks like a cartoon golf cart look at that thing
0: oh my god
1: what they've done to the Shelby nice right you love that yeah they could have anything you want
0: oh my god it hurts my brain so much just do that it really does Let's see. I actually saw one of those in my new town. One, someone you? Cre- like the real Shelby Cobras. Oh, oh my okay. God, I that thought you car! Meant is. A Shelby golf car. I was, was going to say, damn! I would have moved. <laughs> damn it! Was. Oh, it was freaking awesome. Those are such badass cars. Oh, nice. All right, so I guess that wraps up the podcast. I can't hear about any more of these golf carts. It's driving me crazy. Cool carts of Texas. Of Texas. Thanks, Texas. <laughs> Keep it real. Golf cart gallery. Look at this. So are going to have
1: fun with this tonight.
0: Oh, I bet you are. <laughs> so we're happy to be back. We're going to get back on schedule, doing things right, making sure you guys are entertained, giving you ski news and love over the summer because, you know, it's a, a tough time for us ski and boarding folks to get through. But we're going to get through this together. We promise you that. It's almost ski season. That's right. So thank you so much for listening. You guys can hit us up. Check us out at skibumpodcast.com. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. You know where we are on the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, Pinterest. And we'll see you guys next week.
1: Stay high, stay flutin'.
0: See ya.